back to our study of God's Word today. <clears throat> We're talking about the kind of commitment that matters, and I'm going to talk to you today about one of the significant avenues and areas of real commitment, and that is the commitment to really care and the courage to really care. I want to read to you from Matthew chapter 9, verses 9 through 13. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him, and Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. And then down in verse 35, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Jesus cares for us. He cares for me. He cares for you. And he had the courage to leave heaven and become a man and to pay the price of dying for us on the cross. He, he really proved he cared. He expects us to care, too. That's part of our commitment to follow him. And Jesus, while he was here on earth, walked among people. He associated with sinners, prostitutes, thieves, tax collectors. Tax collectors were considered some of the worst because they cheated people all the time by extracting from them more money than they should. But Jesus befriended the good and the bad and the ugly. He, 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 he came to, to die and, and save everyone. And how could he do that? Because he knew they needed forgiveness. He knew they needed salvation. And one day, he, he called to a man named Levi, or later Matthew, the one who wrote the first gospel. He was one of those terrible tax collectors. And he asked Matthew to follow him, to give up his tax gathering, to give up his vocation, to give up his thievery, to give up his sins, to give up himself, and come follow me. And Luke 5 tells us Matthew left everything that day and followed him. Matthew did an extraordinary thing. After he had made a commitment to follow Jesus and proved it by stepping out to do that, he had a party, and he invited all his friends, his tax collector friends, to his house to meet Jesus. And some religious leaders came too. And they were very upset with Jesus for meeting with these sinners, with these terrible, terrible, terrible people. And Jesus said, well, I didn't come to the healthy. I came to the sick. I came to make well those who were sick. Later, when Jesus saw a multitude of people, the Bible says he felt great compassion for them. He felt great concern for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. You see, there's a cost to caring, and we have to evaluate the cost. Let me mention what it costs. It costs, first of all, compassion. 
And the Bible says, seeing that multitude, Jesus had compassion for them. Compassion has the idea of you feel what they feel. You sit where they sit. You walk where they walk. You see, unless you've walked in another person's shoes for a while, you don't really know what they've experienced. And we often judge people not understanding what they're going through and that what they're doing may may, may be related to all kinds of things. In his innermost being, Jesus felt for these people. He really, really cared. They were distressed. It means they were battered and and they were hurting and they were in pain. And people are, are just the same today. Everywhere we go, there are people like that. They were downcast, harassed and distressed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd, he says. They needed guidance. They needed direction. They needed love. And Jesus loved those people. He loved the thieves. He loved the tax collectors. The Pharisees, who were the religious leaders and the standard of the day, certainly did not. But Jesus did. And Matthew, as a tax collector, mattered to Jesus. He cared about him. So it cost compassion. It also cost concern. Jesus loved people as they were and saw them what saw saw what they could become. This is one of our problems. We tend to judge people on so many outward things. Their haircut, their facial dress, their 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 the clothes they wear, the money they have, the car they drive, all kinds of things. <clears throat> we judge people on. But God says we need to look past all those things and think of them as a person for whom Christ died. We need to accept people as they are. Maybe we don't accept their behavior. Maybe we accept their lifestyle, but we accept them as a person and love them as a person just like they are. That's what Jesus did. He loved people unconditionally. And you see, there's there's a difference between acceptance and approval. As a Christian, we're called to love people without Christ and people around us and accept them without approving of their lifestyles. We can love them, not accept their lifestyle. We can approve of them, but not approve of what they do. And that was true of the Samaritan woman. Jesus loved her so much, just like she was, and brought her to salvation because she sensed his unconditional love. And only God can enable us to accept people as they are, but as we do, it will make a tremendous difference in our relationship with other people's. No matter who or what or where they're from, then we can love them and accept them. Also, it costs involvement. If you're going to really care, uh, Jesus came to seek and to save the lost, and he said, as the Father hath sent me, even so send I you. And it, it, it's, uh, it costs a lot to, to, to be involved, to get involved in somebody's life. It's easy to give money on a Sunday our missions, and that's really, really important, but it costs a lot more to get involved in missions ourselves, to go down into the area where the needs are, to get involved with a neighbor or a friend, to go to the other side of the world and share and help and love and care. And Jesus thought it was important for us to do that. You see, involvement involves using our resources and our time and our effort. It also costs honesty. People without Christ cannot expect us to be perfect. What they do have a right to expect is that we're someone who has the courage to admit it when we fail and when we mess up. And that means that 
among believers, we have to admit that, and among non-believers. One of the greatest witnesses we have is when we mess up among those at work or something, and we admit it and say, I'm sorry, forgive me. I realize that was wrong, and I'm not, I, I'm not proud of that. So that's a part of what it means to care. We'll talk more about that tomorrow.